This job feels impossible, Aurora told me. I get home at the end of the day and either lay on the bed with an ice bag under my leg because my sciatica hurts like hell, or I just lay on the floor and don't move. Aurora is a nurse at an elder care facility, and in addition to the heavy physical labor of lifting and moving her patients, this week was emotionally extra difficult since one of the patients she was really fond of passed away. Another patient had a fall, and Aurora feels partially to blame for the mishap. She continued, If I'm completely honest, I know I could do other things for enjoyment, but I just want to eat. I think I really need a treat, and ice cream or chocolate is what I want most. It's like the day was so hard, nothing else is going to work but food. I think this is something many people can identify with. And it can be hard to admit, but there's nothing wrong with this being the truth. I really admired how Aurora just laid it out honestly. She was aware of her alternative ways to spend her evening and that they were available. But she was telling me she needed some help because she didn't want to do them enough. In today's episode, we'll talk about Aurora and how we were able to help her. And I'm hopeful you'll be able to find some useful perspective that you can use as well. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. Everyone in our Breaking Up with Binge Eating coaching program feels like even though they want to break their old habits, they still on some level want to binge or emotionally eat. It's normal to wonder, why do I want to do something that I know is bad for me in the long term? How come I don't want to let it go? One answer may be, because it works. Eating does give us some form of relief from painful or anxious emotions. It's accessible, convenient, and it's legal. Eating produces a temporary sense of pain relief, distraction, and pleasantness. And the pattern's not just about the taste. It also includes the thoughts and emotions that go along with the food. When we get something to eat, before we've even tasted it, the relief and the feeling of indulgence and safety can begin. We got our fair share. We got something just for us. The difficult times feel far away. Two, since the act of binge eating or emotional eating is well-practiced, It's highly familiar. We might feel like if we gave this up, we lost something really close to us. Giving up something like that can be scary and uncomfortable. Leaving behind binge eating doesn't mean saying goodbye to any foods, though. You can still have pizza, ice cream, peanut butter sandwiches, etc. as part of normal eating. But some clients have said they'd miss the feeling of being so stuffed that they become numb. I can eat ice cream, one woman said, but if I give up binge eating, I wouldn't be able to eat a half gallon of ice cream. Third, doing something new is scary. Your thoughts may sound like, what if I try but fail? What if doing something else in the evenings means I have to feel my feelings and they're too much for me to bear? What other changes might this lead to that are even harder or worse? I don't know what's behind that door. It's not going to work. I don't like figuring this out. I just want to eat. 
when we look at these three pieces, the idea of wanting to keep using food isn't that bizarre. As I said, it works, it's well-practiced, and doing something new is scary. It's totally understandable, and Aurora was really glad to hear she wasn't a weirdo for these feelings. So we can see a well-practiced set of thoughts, fears, and actions can be keeping us stuck. The first step is noticing them. We can learn a lot from the stories we tell ourselves. What are they? Are the stories helpful? Say them out loud. They are not us. Our thoughts are not who we are. Aurora shared some of her thoughts when she's lying on her bed in pain after a hard day and thinks she just wants food. She said, I think about doing something like reading, but I feel sad, like I'm losing something familiar and warm, like a security blanket. And also, I feel like food is the best thing, and everything else is just a lousy substitute, and shouldn't I get to have what I really want? There's also a feeling of not wanting to think, not try, not really take care of myself because I don't deserve it. What I found interesting in this quote was that Aurora simultaneously mentioned that she deserved the best if that was food, but that she didn't deserve to really take care of herself. You may find similar contradictions in your own thinking if you write it out and just try and look at it with an open mind. Aurora did a great job sharing lines from the story in her head. The summary is, food is best, nothing else works, it's my security blanket, I'll be sad without it, and I don't deserve to take better care of my body. Clearly, these are not facts. They're just thoughts, which might or might not be true at all. Next, I helped Aurora think of some steps she could take, which would be smaller, more gradual adjustments. I reminded her she doesn't need to be perfect or figure everything out. She doesn't need to wait until she feels better or is 100% motivated. She can be willing to do some stuff. We can tiptoe out of this. I asked her to consider if she could try doing something else for just a few minutes to comfort herself, and then go ahead and eat if she still felt like she needed to. Also, I suggested she think about how she would want to feel in an hour and two hours from now, and what would help her get close to that. Most of my clients report that eating doesn't actually leave them feeling better. They get real relief after a hard day from physical activity, a shower, a good night's sleep, or a heart-to-heart -heart chat. Choosing these other options may take a bit more effort, but if it's the pathway to genuine relief from your pain, as opposed to covering it with food, it might be worth trying, even just a small amount. Aurora acknowledged, my eating behavior does work, until it doesn't. Eating when I want comfort or fun is so well-practiced. It's entrenched in me that I would risk my health for it. I have failed at this over and over again. But I am very uncomfortable, and I'm angry, and kind of over it. I'm not feeling real motivated, but this is a process and not an event. And just to add, I do feel so much better since participating in the Facebook group more. I'm not feeling as deprived as I was or angry, like I feel like I can't eat when I want to or that somebody's taking my pacifier away. And then she put a little baby emoji, which made me laugh. I encouraged Aurora to practice giving herself real life treats anyway, even between the eating sessions, 
so those can also become familiar things. I also post the idea of considering the costs of different behaviors and not only the rewards. Food may seem the most immediately rewarding thing, more than taking a walk or picking up the phone, but what's the cost to our bodies and minds of doing those activities? Often, emotional eating is the thing with the steepest price. I often use the example of the $895 sweater. So imagine you're shopping for fall clothes and you see this gorgeous sweater. It's a beautiful color. You know it is going to look so good on you. It's so soft and it's cut perfectly. It's really the most beautiful sweater you've ever seen. You pick up the price tag and it's $895. Do you buy the sweater? Everybody I've ever posed this question to said, no, I wouldn't pay that much for a piece of clothing. But, I counter, you want this sweater more than all the other pieces of clothing at the mall. It's definitely the prettiest. And they say, but I could find another sweater that's still really nice and isn't even close to that price. That is exactly my point. Continuing emotional eating or choosing the binge, might be the $895 sweater. It looks so appealing, and you think, I want that, with a stronger pull than anything else. But the price tag? The price tag reads, another day of emotional eating. Choosing this means disconnecting from your spouse, disconnecting from your kids, and distancing yourself from your highest aspirations in life. You're going to pay with guilt, a stomach ache effects on your body, which may worsen your health. But if you want to pay all that, you can have this sweater. This really struck a chord with Aurora and many others in our group. Aurora wrote, this is so important for me to consider. And I'll be honest, I'm near immobility and I'm already having trouble moving around and doing many tasks because of my weight. It wasn't until recently that I equated this with my binging behavior my first binge was at six years old, and now I'm 51. This is a nightmare in and of itself. Poor self-esteem, feeling hopeless and crazy. Waking up at night from blood sugar crashes after a binge night is terrible. And I don't always think of that when I'm telling myself the I just want food story. The last six months of weight gain and binging have left me unable to walk somewhere for any length of time, and now there's damage to my feet from uncontrolled diabetes. It has started being painful, and I just can't ignore it any longer. My point? Do I want to live or die? I want to live and keep all my toes. And my eyes. When I was 30, it was easier to ignore. But it's time to deal. Thanks for provoking me to think about why I'm here. Wow. That was a real turning point for Aurora. As a few days passed, she updated us in the Facebook group. Today, I enjoyed sleeping in, reading in bed, watching TV, crocheting, and talking with a couple of friends. I've discovered some of my best times are alone. I'm wanting to focus on non-food things this evening because I do feel like I want to eat more at night. So tonight, I'm going to enjoy time with my love, drink tea, and enjoy my evening. And then I'll probably read some more. It's dinner time right now, and I will have a snack before bed, but other than that, I am enjoying non-food things. She added, my choices haven't been perfect. I skipped a meal here and ate a little extra there, but I'm tracking my eating and other behaviors, and I'm not binging. I can't believe I've been buying $895 sweaters.
hope you've enjoyed this episode and getting to know Aurora a little bit. And I also hope you've gotten an idea or two to boost your own awareness and keep moving forward. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you leave a rating or review or just tell somebody that you liked the show. As always, you can reach me, georgiefear at gmail.com. I'm Georgie Fear, your guide on breaking up with binge and emotional eating. 